Well, good morning. Good morning, sons and daughters of the Most High God. I'm glad you're here this morning. Tom, thank you for leading us in worship. Thank you. We, uh, we flew him all the way in from Colorado this morning to, <laughs> to play the gig, and so thank you. We're flying him back out this afternoon, and love to have you again sometime. Thank you. You know, it's one of those things. So happy Mother's Day. Uh, all of us had a mother. There were two people that didn't have a mother. Anybody know who that was? Adam and Eve. Who said that? You get A plus. Come on, give me a high five right here. Adam and Eve didn't have a mom, all right, or a dad in the physical sense of that word. So, But you all did, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers everywhere. Hey, this morning we've got uh, a rabbi that we flew in all the way from uh, do what? South Lamar. If you know where South Lamar is, it's right below North Lamar. And uh, Barbara Atkinson is going to be telling us a little bit more this morning about her trip to Israel. She's got the table up here with some show and tell, and I'm looking forward to uh, the next installment of this. Thank you so much, Barbara. Last time I shared about a few weeks ago, I shared um, the trip I went to to Israel was March 10th through the 23rd, and we kind of broke it up into four different, three different sections. Um, thanks to Jim, he helped me a little bit. But I called the first four days we spent the night in Jer Bethlehem. The next four we spent in the Ga Sea of Galilee area, and the last four nights we spent in Jericho. So it's a bit, first time I shared, I sp shared about the time I was in the Sea of Galilee area. So today I'm going to share about the time I spent in the Jericho area. And when we kind of showed this last time, but I still want to show it again, this is a topical map of Israel. I want you all to come up and look at it. I like the fact that it, it shows you where the high places and the low places are. The Sea of, Gal um, sea of Galilee is up here, and the Dead Sea's here. So the first time I shared it was up in the Sea of Galilee area where Jesus spent 90% of his time. And so to, today when I talk about Jericho, I'm going to talk about some of the things at the temple. We spent two days in Jerusalem and some other places in the desert. But um, this, this looks like a big map, but it's the, size of it's the size of New Jersey. So Israel is a small country, size of New Jersey. But on my world map, it's this land that's tiny, tiny, tiny on the, upper, uh, on the um, east of Egypt. And it connects three different major continents. It connects... Um, Africa, it connects Europe and Asia. So Israel is a, is a very, that's why God's chosen land is there, because it connects three continents, it's, it, and it's the international highway, so that's where nations come all the time, and it's still, I don't know if you're listening to much of the news today, there's stuff going on there, and Israel is the only democracy in that area. And that's why the United States is, is partnering with them, and the embassy moves like Tuesday, tomorrow. The U.S. Embassy moves to Jerusalem tomorrow, and that is phenomenal, phenomenal political thing, and I don't know, I was kind of excited. I've really gotten kind of a little bit more alert and aware of what's going on in the world with being there, and people had asked, are you scared to go to Israel? And I felt safer there than I feel sometimes here because of what's going on here. So I did feel safe in, in Israel. 
Um, another couple things I want to talk about here before I kind of go through the 72 pictures that I brought today. So <laughs> we went to a lot of national parks. Um, this is a picture, if you want to come up later, of, of Israel and all the different parks. And I think we went to like 20 of them. And we, oh, I want to show the first picture because that's kind of a, I got another little comment I made. Uh, last Friday night, somebody organized a gathering for us to get together, whoever went to, wanted to from the team that went to Israel. 16 of us show up out of the 30, that, I mean 25 that live in this area. So it was a really sweet time to share. We just, we bonded so much, it was time to share. And one of the persons that went and took 5,000 pictures when we were in Israel, he narrowed it down to 1,500. And I went through those, and I got some of his because they were some really, really awesome pictures on addition to mine. And I also stole pictures off of Facebook people. You know, people put stuff on Facebook, and I just screenshot them. And it's, this is what I stole because it's like inquiring minds wanted to know. Sorry, this is sounding weird. But we walked 61 miles the time we were there those 12 days, five miles a day. So it was a, a hard trip. We walked. We talked. We just did a lot of stuff. And we ate a lot of hummus, just like the little comment, you know, I'm going to head out for some hummus and a walk, because it was the day after we got back, the 24th of March, 61 miles. So I told you we walked a lot. That's kind of proof on her whatever gadget she used to, to do that. So that's kind of fun. Some other things I have up here are um, I got shells from the, sea of the Mediterranean Sea and shells from the Sea of Galilee that came all the way from Holy Land and water from Jacob's Well. The next time I share... I want to share about the first four days, which Jacob's Well was there in a cistern and a sheepfold and a, and a garden. I want to kind of teach them because what I've learned not only being there and stepping my foot there is I'm learning a lot about how to read the Bible culturally in Middle Eastern culture, what they said and what he could see. And I'll refer to a couple of them here of when Jesus is speaking or anybody speaking, they're very oral and, and storytellers. So if they're saying something, they're seeing it and pointing to it and, and very um, literal I also have a slingshot that supposedly is what the kind that David used. I learned how to use it, but I'm not good at it, in a rock, from the, from the Valley of Elah. So this is the area that David and Goliath fought. And then a prayer shawl that is their closet. You know, they're talking about, it's another story. But anyway, um, <laughs> I have a lot to share with you all through the, through the time. The next picture is kind of our first day is this. You'll see the next thing is some caves in in Gaddy. And uh, Angela, would you read what I had um, first, first Samuel? Because I want to share with you some things about in Gaddy. The story goes on, but this, we were in the valley of En Gedi, and this is probably not the cave because there are a lot of caves up and down through there. But just to be in that area and know that David hid in one of these caves, and that Saul came in, and instead of David killing Saul, he cut a part of his robe off. And then later, if you want to read the story more, you can read it more later of just how, great, how much grace and mercy that David gave to Saul at that point in time. 
But this is in a wilderness area in, the, in, in Gaddy. The next picture is me standing underneath some waterfalls. This is living water. Um, the next picture, I don't know if you can see on the, the right side, there's that little, the next picture will show a closer up. It's an ibex. You see that ibex there, that, the little horns on it? Um, if, I forgot to write this down, but if, can someone look up Psalm 18, verse 33? And if someone else can look up Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 19, it talks about, in, look at those crags. Look at how it's uphill in these, they're mountain goats, ibex or mountain goat, are just kind of wandering up and down and through it. Somebody find Psalm 18, verse 33? Somebody read it for me. The other one. Okay. I'll get the on back back. Mm-hmm. He makes my feet feel like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. That's what David was talking about when he wrote that. Or the writer of this. And then back at three. I'm sorry, three, verse nineteen. you. That's another scripture, Habakkuk 3, verse 19, about your feet being, even in that kind of terrain, God can put your feet and make it solid ground. And um, I just love the being there to see, you know, and visualize exactly what kind of animal he's talking about and, and where he was. The next picture. This is another scripture, Isaiah 41, 18. It says, I will open rivers on the bare heights and fountains in the midst of valley. I'll make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. This is living water in the middle of a wilderness. And our teacher, um, where we went to is not an actual tour, it's a Bible study. So everywhere we went, we opened the scriptures and we looked at what was said when we were said. And when he was, we were teaching there, he, he made a comment about, you know, most of us, there's his teaching, thank you. Most of us, we kind of put our, you know, get to a teaching and kind of dip our feet in it or kind of get to it, just splash our face with it. But he said that he was there one time when a rabbi actually told him, the next picture, y'all just don't understand it. You need to get in it. Get in it and let it flow over you. And it made such an impact on most of us there that we all did the next thing. Um, we all went under it and just let the water just flow over us and over us and over us because we want that. I want that. And I hope y'all see that in me, that I'm just learning more and growing more and studying more of what, of the living water. There's streams in the desert. Have you ever read that book or seen the book? This is streams in the desert from the rock that's there. That's in the desert. It's in Engedi. It's a beautiful place. And we hiked. It was just very hot and very dry. But there's places that the streams in the desert. This is um, sheep, of course. There's lots of sheep. And when you hear patch green pastures, this is their green pastures. It's not green. It's like patches of green. They have to go here. And this is the greenest it's been, they said, in a very, very long time. So they are, you know, daily taking the sheep out to patches of green. The next picture is kind of an interesting way of 
the sheep are like on what is called paths of righteousness. So if you hear that in the scripture, that's where the sheep are on paths of righteousness because they're sure the sheep are sure-footed on those paths as they come down. So that's there. I was also able to, we, we were, this is the Jordan River. Uh, we were, several of us were able to be baptized in the short Jordan River if we wanted to. I took this picture because it shows you we are on the border of Jordan. See that border? And on the other side is a, a, a post where they had guards on. Next picture. And that's the area that we, we were um, before we all got baptized. The next couple of pictures. You can, and it's just talking about you're traveling in a military zone. Do not cross the fences. They made some jokes like if that, you know, we come to pick you up in a couple of years if you happen to float downstream. But we felt safe. Like I said, it was just kind of a thing. But it was kind of a, um, you just knew politically where you were. This is a picture of me being baptized. Next. And just a few more of us. I actually got a video of this. But we'll get show that in a second. The next picture is, would you believe it? Out of nowhere, this shows up. I told y'all about it, but here's some pictures of it. And we, I got, somebody got three pictures of it. I looked around, I'm like, okay, did a tourist thing just happen or what just happened? And our leader said, this rarely, rarely does happen. But there's a white dove that came down and just blessed us all. And there he landed right on the border of Jordan <laughs> and the Jordan River. There's a friend of mine that told me all about it. I told you last time about Donna, who kind of got me on this journey. That's my coworker, Donna. And that's my, my roommate, and I'm hugging Mary, that I've known for 30 years. Just a sweet, sweet time. Um, before you, there it is. That's the actual video. <laughs> I kind of shared a testimony before that, and I'll share it here because I have a few minutes. But seven years ago, before this happened, I went through a pretty deep wilderness for three years. Um, lost a marriage of 27 years, lost a dad eight days later, lost a mom and five months later, lost a nephew, um, lost a church family of 19 years, lost a dear friend, my sister. You know, it was just like this wilderness. I just kind of sunk down into it. And most, some of y'all knew how devastated that was and didn't know, you know, y'all know me back then. But four year, three years into it, so March of 2014, because this happened in March of 2013, the first couple weekends. In March of 2014, the first couple weekends, I went on a, a trip that I planned and wanted to go, and it was in Hawaii, which is, of course, paradise. And I went on my own, but while I was there, without going into all the gory details, well, I will. One of the first couple of nights there, I just flippantly said, thank you, God. And he said, you do know I'm restoring what happened three, three years ago to you in your life. And I'm like, I was angry, still angry, and I'm like, I planned this trip. You did not plan this trip. This is, no, this is my trip. <laughs> and he's like, whatever. But, you know, three days later, I was in a, a hike, and I came down, and these, this lady, these two girls were wearing, almost tripped behind me, and I told them to get in front of me. And when they got in front of me, there was a black T-shirt with neon scripted writing on it. And I said, I picked out two words, brokenhearted and wounds. And I told the girl on the trip, I said, y'all need to stop, because I just know there's scripture on your back, and I need to see what it says. And it was Psalms 46, verse 3, that said, God heals the brokenhearted and binds their wounds. And right then and there, I said, you'll go. And I sat on the side of that path, and I just, I had my fist out almost, saying, I'm angry with you, God. You took everything from me, and I'm angry with you. And he's, I just heard it in my heart. I know, but I've never left you. I've never forsaken you. I love you. 
And, and from that day on, my heart started thawing again because it was frozen. It was so frozen at that point. And so that started, that trip started March of 2014, a thawing of my heart, a restoration of becoming back in love with Jesus again. It just started it. And so when this trip came up a year ago, <clears throat> I was talking to Angela about it because she knows my story. And she goes, did you just say March, like the first two weekends in March? And I said, oh, it just took my breath away. I said, yes, and that's year seven. And year seven is the year of completion, of restoration, of total completion restoration. So the reason I wanted to be baptized at the Jordan River, because I've been baptized before, and it's not like it was for my salvation, but I, I give a testimony that you can't really hear, and I didn't want to share with you here because it's, it's kind of blank. But this is what I'm telling you now is, Four years ago, he started a restoration, and this trip was, to me, the completion of, of that time in my life. And I'm ready. I'm positioning myself to whatever he has next for me, whatever he wants for me to do, because I am ready to, 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 to get into the next season of life. That season is behind me, and I'm ready to, to, to move on. And so I'm just really open to what he has to share with me. So that was what that baptism was about and what the dove came, and it was just like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> so next. The next part I want to share is, is Lazarus' tomb. We went to a place where Lazarus was buried and where he rose. I don't know where he was done the second time, you know, where he was buried the second time, probably the same place. But this is a picture of, like, the different chambers because when the next pictures, it help you understand it. But number one is, like, go back one more time. I want to, one to thing. Number one is, like, where we're walking down the steps. Number two is, like, where we are learning and then number three is like where he was buried so this is us walking down the steps this is us standing on the outside chamber and then the next chamber is actually inside the tomb where they bury people and the next one is us just talking about and being taught on the outside before we go in because we were taught about everything and and I want to stop here to say the burials in Eastern they don't have enough ground to bury you in. So they bury you in tombs, and they, like you've seen in pictures of on a, on a rock, and some of the people had bigger tombs where they could lay several bodies, and there were two burials. The first burials when they, they buried the body, and then they would come back a year later and collect the bones, and then you would have bones boxes that they would put your bones in, bone boxes. So you'll see some pictures here on the garden in a few minutes of not where they're bone boxes, and that's their cemetery or box, bone boxes. But this was Lazarus' tomb. Can you just like, just being there and knowing Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And he had to come out and crawl up. He had a lot of walking to do to get out to show himself that he was alive. So next picture. It's a random picture of bagels on a cart. I just thought it was funny. We're in Jerusalem and they had lots and lots of bread. But just some random shots of bagels on a cart. This is one of those pictures. This is, um, that will show you that God was, that Jesus was saying, move this mountain into the sea. He was talking about, this is a, called Herodium. And when Herod built his t palace, which is a taller mountain, he moved the second mountain, which was the same size, to add to the other mountain. So Herod actually moved a mountain. But when Jesus was mentioning that in the scripture, just speak to this mountain and it'll move. He was literally looking at something and talking about it. So I just wanted to show that picture that that's what they were, we were taught. You know, it's in the middle of no, you know, in the, the wires, but still, Jesus was still talking about that. And this is, you see the Dome of the Rock. 
and I have other pictures about that, but I am standing at the Mountain of Olives. And you think Mountain of Olives is a mount of olives, but it's actually just kind of a visual of looking into Jerusalem. And you can see in the next picture that these are, this is their cemetery on the Mountain of Olives. These are bone boxes. They're non-ending. They're on, and this is where they put rocks on the tomb for their memories. These are their tombs. This is bone boxes called ossuaries, ossuaries. And this is some other late places as we were walking out of the Mount of Olives where they have places, there, there are tombs where they, put, they can put their bone boxes. They can just store their bone boxes in the, the um, cave of the tombs. Next. This is the Garden of Gethsemane. This is where Jesus prayed. The trees here are, aren't 2,000 years old. We, we, we know, of course, not that old, but this is the area and this is the location of where they had the Garden of Gethsemane. And it was just so beautiful and peaceful. And of course, there's fences all around it, so you can't walk through it, of course, because of so much tourism, but it's just the beautiful, the beautifulness of it and how they kept it up. And there's a church, like I mentioned last time, everywhere there was a memorial area, there's a church. And so there's a church right next to this that was called the Church of All Nations. And we got to go in, and it was a beautiful church, but I, I kept this one because we're all singing a song. We're singing um, Silent Night, and, it, and I have... It's just beautiful. It was just beautiful being able to sing in the acoustics of it in a, in a church right there, Garden of Gethsemane. That's our group. Now, just a little bit. This is the Dome of the Rock, which is a Muslim, Mos, Mon, Monas, I can't say the word, monastery, 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 I think. But it's kind of the history. Solomon built the first temple, and then it was destroyed. Um, and then Herod built the second temple, in the 4th century B.C., and he just built it to appease the people, the Jewish people. But after the revolt, after Jesus' death in 66 or 70 A.D., that was destroyed. Um, so this is built on the Temple Mount. It's not the Jewish temple at all. Um, it will be in the New Jerusalem. But it's just some pictures of the, of the Dome of the Rock. Um, there I am. Actually, I'm in a picture. So people are like, were you ever in any of these pictures? But I've <laughs> got that. <laughs> Thank you. Now, this is, looking. this is our group, and, and we're sitting under the gate beautiful, um, which is mentioned in the scripture in Acts 3, where Peter and John were there, and, and a, a lame said, you know, wanting beggar, he wanted, and, and Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I'll give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk, and that's where it was. So just to be able to do there, and I sang my song to myself. I don't know if y'all ever raised to sing that song, Silver and Gold Have I None, but I sang it to myself, and it was fun. But that's where Peter was and John was. Now this is the temple wall and the side of it. I wanted to show you that because in the, like the center of it, you see, I can't even point to it, but the steps, there's the people right in the center. You see little bodies there. I'm going to try to find it because this is kind of to give you some dimension of where I'm at. Those are the southern steps of the temple. Okay, so next shot. I'm sorry, I got turned sideways. <laughs> this is our teaching on the southern steps. I know. It didn't look like that Friday, but anyway, the next picture hopefully is not sideways. These are the steps we're sitting on. And you can, um, two more pictures, but some of the steps look flat on the front, the, the riser of it, and some are kind of jiggly. 
do the next couple of pictures. Like that's one like that. That's an, a newer version, an, an edit to the Southern Steps. The next one is steps that were there since Jesus was there. When Jesus was 12 years old, he went to the Southern Steps, and that's where he was teaching. When the Holy Spirit came in Acts 2, this is where, we, where the Holy Spirit came on these Southern Steps of the temple. The steps weren't destroyed, but the temples were. So it was just really, really amazing and awesome to be in a place where Jesus was and where all the disciples and all the rabbis through, through history were on the southern steps. And of course, I'm just praising because I just think it's an awesome place to be. And the next is I told you before I left, some of y'all before I left, I wanted to present Psalms 84 to the Lord on his steps. So here I am. probably one of the best things I've done just because I was able to tell him how happy was just in there and, and how happy it is just to be in his in his presence. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. Oh, still brings me tears. <laughs> um, this, the last thing in part is, is this called the hidden gate and it's, I want to do some more research on it, but it's kind of like a new, the gate of the Essenes were, and the next, this is where Pilate probably stood. To, to speak to Jesus um, at, at his time of cruci- before he crucified, and Jesus was down in this area. Um, whew, it's just powerful just to see some of the places that they're finding now and un- unraveling and, and talking about of what happened 2,000 years ago. But this is a hidden gate. Now, this, I forgot, there's two different locations that they're in a lot of debate about the garden tomb, the tomb of where Jesus was, was buried, his tomb. This first few pictures is the garden tomb, and, and our teachers are like, they're, while most of the people tour there and we all tour there just to see it, it's probably not where Jesus was buried, where he was laid. But this is kind of the, the it's beautiful, a garden. The next picture is the actual opening into the tomb. And the next picture is um, inside the tomb where they would lay the bodies. And the next picture is a, a replica of the stone that was rolled and I like this next picture because it kind of shows the way the stone was rolled in in front of the tomb. And there's us coming out of the tomb. A few of there's me, my friend Mary. So we're coming out from where it says he is risen. Or it's not here, he is risen. The second location is in the Holy Sepulchre 
um, which is a church. It's, it's this huge church built on top of it with lots of di- it's, it's owned by three different denominations. And to me, I think I said last time, it was so commercialized, it was hard for me to feel. But it's um, lots of tourism, lots of people going through. Um, the next shot is just some above where we were, where people stay and live. A monastery, again, crowds everywhere. There's our teacher and our stuff, and there's people just flowing through, just very crowded. This is what they call the stone of unction. And again, I want to do some research. It's supposedly the stone where Jesus' body was laid, not buried, but laid. And people are, we didn't touch it, but there are a lot of people that were there crying over it, touching it, and putting lots of oil and smell of myrrh, but it's called the stone of unction. So I'll get that. This is a picture of what my teachers believe, the teachers that I went with, the, the guides of where Jesus was, was buried. This is my shot, but the next two are the one that the professional guy did of how it's into. And, and the reason they're saying they feel this is it is because of where Joseph of Arimathea was and how it's um, spatially dimensioned to where the, the church and the Golgotha was. So this is kind of the entrance to where Jesus was 99.9% was buried before he was risen. And the next shot is kind of the same shot I'm sorry, this one is, is a shot of a replica on the side of the road. Our, our, our God was teach, telling us, it's coming up on the left side of the, of the bus, there'll be a picture of, a, of a, a, a tomb. If you can get a shot, get a shot. We didn't stop, we didn't do anything, and one of our people just snapped the shot. And I just think it's an awesome shot from the side of the bus going 60 miles an hour of a tomb and with a rock in front of it. Um, and this is some of the other place I'll share next time is we didn't get to see where Jesus was, was uh, born, but we got to see a replica of a first century home. And I learned more there in the replica of the home and how it was set up than the actual place where they say he was born because of all the, the churches and the, the stuff that's put around it. So I'm hoping to share next time some really cool stories about where Jesus was born at Bethlehem. But this is the replica of, of a, a tomb the way... I, we, we know Jesus was buried, but it's been covered up and, you know, commercialized over the past 2,000 years. I think that's the last picture. Okay. So that's whirlwind of 20 minutes of my trip for four days, <laughs> but lots and lots and lots of teachings. And I do hope at some point to share some of the teachings that I learned through the, the Middle Eastern lens, the Middle Eastern eyes. Does anybody have any questions or comments or anything they want to share? Yes. It's a mosque. Thank you. I knew could not come up with that name. Thank you. It's a mosque. Mm-hmm. It's small. They're smaller. They are smaller. And I was going to, it reminded me when you said that, now I remember again, because I lost it. But there's a scripture, and I can't, I didn't pull it up, but when Jesus called someone to be his disciple, and they said, let me go bury my father, and he comments, let the dead bury their dead, that's what he's referring to. There's a year waiting period when you first die to where you go collect the bones. So he was referring to that as a cultural, let the dead bury their dead. He's like, Come, you can't wait a year to follow me. I need you to follow me now. Makes sense. <laughs> There's so much that's making sense in this brain of some of the things I'm learning. 
But those bone boxes are called ossuaries. I think it's a cool word. You had a question? I'll turn it back over to you, Jim. So the, the bone boxes were a little bit longer than your femur. That's all they needed. You, that's your longest bone in the body. And it's just, that's why they're not very big. So impressed with you memorizing the scripture and, and, and reading that. That's just awesome. That, that will stay with you the rest of your life, that scripture. Thank you. Wow. So uh, Barbara will be leading the tour next year to Israel. <laughs> If you want to learn more about it, come see her afterwards, and she will tell you all you need to know. Thank you so much for sharing with us today.